are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Battery Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite team every day, all day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, ready to talk about more of the NFL and what is taking place currently with preseason, the precautions that they are trying to take now and uh, how everything will proceed. And, you know, again, guys, I remind you, we're going to talk about the Texans uh, along with the Chiefs. We really don't care about the Chiefs right now, but the Texans rookies did report to camp yesterday. So going to dive into that a little bit. But a reminder is, I know you guys want to hear about the Texans. We want to talk about the Texans, but the Texans are under the NFL umbrella. With no NFL, we can't talk about the Texans, and I think that's the most important thing right now is just what's next i think the nfl is like if you ever watch dragon ball z it's kind of like will they have a season will preseason be one game will the deshaun watson finally get respect in the league on madden find out on the next episode of dragon ball z the last couple weeks kind of feels like that right madden raiders came out Disrespect, disrespect, disrespect. Now we don't know about the season. We don't know. Really, we don't know much. NFL isn't listening to the experts, according to the players. They also had that meeting yesterday. And we are currently still in a state of trying to figure out what the next move is. The only problem is, which is the biggest problem, everything is supposed to start yesterday. You know, this week is a starting point. Yeah, it was the starting point, and the NFL actually tried to make some protocols to keeping these players safe for the 2020 season. On yesterday, they agreed that the first two weeks of training camps, NFL players and his staff will go through daily testing. John, there's also other big news. The NFL and the Players Association, they're trying to strike a deal stating that There will be no preseason games, which means the first time we will see the Houston Texans go on the field, it would be week one of the 2020 regular season against the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate it it too. You know, remember yesterday when I said I don't think that the players fully understand, they are fully aware, A, what's going on, and B, that they have to sacrifice a lot of stuff. Them not playing preseason games is not the answer because – This week is the first time that they are reporting to training camp. This is going to be the very first week that they are actually going to be in the facilities. This was going to be the most important preseason in general. I get it. In a normal season, you don't really care about preseason, possibly until that last game, which is basically your dress rehearsal. But how in the hell are you going to give your new players, your rookies, and even players who are trying to come in and prove that they are worth a contract or just a spot on the team, how are you going to squeeze all that in in less than two months? Because think about it, John. Within two months, the, the, the season is going to be here. And if the players are doing all this just because they don't want to play preseason, it's stupid. Because 
once again, you didn't have no kind of voluntary OTAs. You didn't have any kind of mandatory OTAs. You didn't have any kind of rookie um, camps. You didn't have nothing. Everything is only virtual. And you telling me you're just going to get a couple reps in practice and you're going to be ready to go week one of the regular season, especially when you take a look at a team like the Houston Texans who have made drastic changes to their roster. It, it, it doesn't make sense. And my other question is, okay, let's say you drop the preseason games and you go into week one of the NFL season. How is that going to keep the players safe? Because at the end of the day, you are still playing a physical contact sport. You are still going out on the field in between those lines, doing God knows what the hell to each other in the midst of this virus. How is that going to keep everyone safe if you just cut out the preseason? And if, and if anything, if you have a preseason, I'm sorry, John, but and another thing, if you have a preseason, that would give the league sometimes to say you uh, some extra time to say, you know what, we're going to try to implement this to keep the players safe. We're going to try to implement this to keep the staff safe. You don't want to go and just jump into a regular season like this. I agree. I agree. Um, and the NFL really tried to give them buffer time. They knocked it down from four to two. And then uh, yesterday morning, the NFL proposed a one preseason game. And my thinking is, okay, and you made a valid point, Cody, which is why I originally, before all of this popped off, you know, well, before the NFL and the players started to have their beef, when COVID was, you know, originally starting to kick off, my my problem with everything was the Titans will win the division because they are returning back their most important players, right? They signed Ryan Tannehill, just got the Derrick Henry deal done. I mean, I believe they was going to franchise tag him regardless of whether he signed long-term or not. He was going to be back in Tennessee. A.J. Brown would be going to his second year. They got better to believe. The Texans, on the other hand, major changes. And with no preseason game, Check this out. J.J. Watt missed eight games last year. D.J. Reader is gone, right? DeAndre Hopkins is gone. You brought in Brandon Cooks. You brought in David Johnson. You have Max Sharpen and Titus Howard going into their second year. You have Laramie Tunsil, who still has not had an offseason with this team. A real one. You have a new D.C. You have Tim Kelly calling plays the entire time this year. Now you have a secondary. Look how many secondary members we brought in. Gary Young Conley, Vernon Hargraves. Now they are trying to get settled and create some, you know, create some buzz and name for themselves so they can get the contract they want. The Texans have too many things going on outside of COVID to go into this pandemic and say, we're ready. You're not ready because nobody's ready. Nobody is ready. The product will be sloppy. Kudos to the Jets and the Giants, those New York teams. They came out and said, hey, we will play games if there's a season without fans in the stadium. I will say that the NFL as an organization, as a a league, as an association, they are concerned about the money. Of course, there's a lot of money to be made. And when there's a lot of money to be made, Cody, listeners at home, it's a lot of money to be lost. But the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to test daily 
for COVID-19 for first two weeks of camp. They will then shift to every other day testing if less than 5% of players test positive. Should that not happen, daily testing will continue. They're doing everything they can. They're doing everything they can to, like I said, get their money because they don't want to lose it. But I think you made a very valid point, Cody. And when we ended the show yesterday, I thought about that. I thought about that while I was going about my day at work. The difference between, and I want to give you kudos and, and you know, props on that. The difference between the Thank NBA you, my brother. and the NFL, <laughs> no problem. The, the, the NBA does a very good job, especially with Adam Silver, working together. They work smarter and not harder. We look at the NFL. They work against one another. And I think it becomes what it comes down to how I may agree about the NFL. You know, we have the superstars. We have the Richard Shermans. We have the J.J. Watts. We have the Deshaun Watsons. We have Michael Jenkins. We have we have players that are notable, big-name players that can cause a shift, right? They can create the shift. Not to get too far away from what we're going to talk about today, but it's a lot of the little guys that when they vote, those guys, they don't make the millions. They're making $800,000, which is a lot of money. They don't make what you make. They can't afford to lose out. And that's the problem with the NFL. But to get back, I like the fact that they're putting themselves out there. We would do the daily test, which is the least they could do, of course. But we'll do the daily. We'll do every other day. We'll do everything you guys need to know your status. Now, right now, as the Texans get ready for whatever season we're going to have, the rookies reported to camp on Monday, and now we want to know the status of the rookies. Who will be what we expect? How will they play out with no preseason? How will things unfold? And I think that's the most interesting idea, at least, to see will Ross Blacklock be able to fill that void of DJ Reader? What will Grenard do? Right? Will Reed be able to come in and make his own name? Will he get some burn? Will Isaiah Kotler? There's the, Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. There's no preseason. How does it want to happen? But the rookies reported back yesterday. Yes, sir. And, you know, when you talk about this rookie class, they are welcoming, I believe, a total of 11 or 12 rookies, five of them that they drafted, seven of seven of them that they signed in um, as free agents following the draft. But, of course, we want to just stay focused on the five that were drafted. Jonathan Gennard, Ross Blacklock, Charlie Heck, John Reed, and Isaiah Coulter. Those five guys, you know, once again made up a pretty solid, a pretty, a pretty good draft class, I must admit. But John, when I take a look at these five guys, of course, the number one question is who's going to step up the most out of these five guys? I say Jonathan Gennard. You, if I'm not mistaken, say Ross Blacklock. Now, I believe it's going to be one of these guys, but I'm actually going to have my eyes set on the second most important rookie heading into training camp. And that guy who I'm going to keep my eye on is Charlie Heck because we know how important this offensive line is for the Houston Texans. You have your guy under center in Deshaun Watson, and this offensive line, is you, you can say it's pretty solid. It's not damn good, but it's getting there. I have a concern. My concern is Titus Howard. Will Titus Howard come back a healthy 
And B, will he come back and still showcase the potential that he showed the first half of his rookie season prior to his injury? If he comes back and not the player that he was during his rookie season, I'm under the impression that the Texans are going to give Heck that position. And it's going to be up to Heck to step in and fill in the void that an injured Titus Howard might not be able to fill in. Now, I don't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders because, I mean, of course, best case scenario, he learned under a Laramie Tunsil. He learned under Howard, Nick Martin, or whoever you want to call or, or, or whoever else on the offensive line. But if one of those guys go down, especially Titus Howard, it's going to be up to him to step in and fill in the void. Now, of course, we talked about Jonathan Grenard and we talked about Ross Blacklock a lot. We have already talked about the expectations that's on this guys, but but we haven't talked too much about Heck, and I just want to make sure I, I give my thoughts on what he can possibly do for this team. I'm not big on Charlie Heck. No disrespect to him. And if something happens with uh, Titus Howard, I, I think Roger Johnson would be able to fill in. You know, he had his struggles last year, but I believe he's a better talent than Charlie Heck. We still have Zach Fulton. Maybe he can slide down. We'll see how that plays out. I'm not big on Charlie Heck. I don't think we'll see him. And I also think if there was a preseason, he may, you know, he may have stood the chance of getting cut, but he was a, a very high NFL draft pick. So maybe the Texans, you know, keeps him around because we know that Bill O'Brien loves a swing lineman. And I really hate that term. But, you know, when we look at the rookies, I think, Ultimately, we have to look at who is coming in that needs to fill a void. And, hey, listen, it's Ross. It's Ross Blacklock. I love Grenard. I think he's going to be a very good weapon uh, for, the for the defense for uh, Anthony Weaver. But Ross Blacklock is, is, is potentially replacing DJ Reader. Athletic, big, strong, has very good instincts. And I hate the fact that he's getting rookie OTAs taken away from him. I hate the fact that he won't get a preseason because to throw him in the fire and not really give him a learning curve opportunity, I, I hate it. I think it's unfair, but that's the world we live in. I did want to mention, by the way, that the Texans rookies reported to NRG Stadium yesterday, which we know. Uh, but according to the NFL Network's Tom Pissarro, the first day just consists of COVID testing. That's all it consisted of. They will be back today to get everything really kicked off. So you get two weeks, but you really only get 13 days. We're really nine days. We'll see how that goes. You got an off day thrown in between. But it's just I hate the fact that these guys are getting moments taken away from them that can really help them grow as a player and as a man, of course, and reach their full potential or next level because of what's going on and because the NFL – has done a very terrible job of getting this taken care of and situated beforehand. Well, let me just say this, because I hate putting all the blame on the NFL talking about that they wasted a lot of time not preparing to play this season do with, with COVID. But my biggest problem with that statement goes back to a question that I proposed on yesterday's show. What can the NFL do? You're talking about having these guys play the most physical uh, sport that requires the most contact. Like, John, if you were a player, what in your right mind would make you feel comfortable stepping out 
in playing in 2020 because it does not matter what other outside of testing. Because I mean, if you test these players and you know you you, you find out a handful of them has tested positive for this coronavirus. That's just for one day. And you know every single one of these players, let's be real, you know they're not going to stay inside their house. You know they're not going to follow the rules and guidelines that the team is trying to implement, you know, to keep them safe so they won't continue getting positive tests. Like, you are – this is a sport. Football is the most physical contact sport. What do you want to see from this league? That's why I'm under the impression it doesn't matter what the NFL do because at the end of the day, it's the way this sport is played. And once these players walk out, walk, leave practice, they they leave the training facility, they they leave the game. It's basically free will to do whatever the hell you want to do now. And you know you're going to have some knuckleheads who not when they leave, they're not going to social distance. You know, they're still going to just go out and party, you know, just like regular citizens who are still doing it now. Like, what would make you, if you was a player, what would make you comfortable to say, okay, I want to play in 2020? Because I just feel like it's unfair to put all the blame on the league when it's really nothing that they can possibly do. The players are ready to play. They made the hashtag. And I think they're they're ready to play, but they don't want to play blind. And so give us answers. We're asking questions. Give us answers. Give us smart answers. Make it make sense. And then we can go out there and make some sense together. And I mean sense spelled with a C on the second one. Let's make some money together as long as you make some sense to us first. A little over two weeks ago, Twitter blew up under the rumors that Antonio Brown and the Houston Texans were interested in one another. And it seems like Antonio Brown was serious about making a comeback. We saw him over throughout this offseason. We saw him working out with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. We saw him working out with Russell Wilson in Seattle. And we also seen him working out with Deshaun Watson. I believe I can't remember what city that they were in, but Antonio Brown was working out with Deshaun Watson. Basically, the three teams who were interested in Antonio Brown, he got some kind of work playing with that team's quarterback and it seemed like if it wasn't Houston it was going to be Seattle if it wasn't Seattle it seemed like it was going to be Tampa Bay I believe you could also throw Baltimore in there as well but in Antonio Brown fashion when you think you are starting to figure out the situation with him he throws a curveball at you that make you say what the hell apparently yesterday Antonio Brown made it clear that he wasn't coming to Houston Seattle Tampa Bay or any of the other teams around the league. Yesterday, he tweeted, which sounds like a retirement statement, it's time to walk away. I done checked everything in the game. At this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everyone who's been a part of this journey. I sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on, AB84. So it sounds like Antonio Brown has retired from the NFL, John. <laughs> are you a surprise and B, are you a little bit disappointed knowing that this couldn't possibly mean, I'm going to say possibly because this is not the first time that Antonio Brown quote unquote retired, but are you disappointed knowing that the chances of him coming to Houston might not happen? No, not disappointed. It was a fun thought. 
It was a fun idea. Not disappointing at all. Um, wish the best to Antonio Brown. But life goes on. The show goes on. And um, that, that AB news isn't really big news to me. However, there is news that Jadavion Clowney may sign with the Tennessee Titans very soon. Wow. That's a rumor. Wow. That's a rumor that's circulating. I got wow. that. It, it, it may happen. So I think on the grand scale of things, I'm more worried about playing Jadavion Clowney twice rather than missing out on Antonio Brown. So good luck to him in his new life and getting a whole lot of money. How how would you remember Antonio Brown? Let's say if this is the end of AB, how would you remember him? One of the best route runners I've ever seen in my life. Beautifully ran routes. One of the hardest workers to come in the NFL, right? Let's remember his story. If you don't know it, please go do some research. One of the most hot, cold players off the field, relationship-wise, that I can remember in recent years. But one of the best talents in the last 20 years that I've seen. And uh, I I mean, I truly mean football-wise, Antonio Brown was gifted beyond the skies. But... That's why I ended off my last statement with I wish the best for him because I really do. Good luck to Antonio Brown. And, you know, like you say, we wish him the best. I am a little bit disappointed knowing that he might not. I'm going to say might not because, like I said, we've seen this before with AB. This is probably the second or third time he said he retired. But I'm actually a little bit disappointed. I was really hoping he came to Houston because, A, him, Deshaun Watson would have made a very good combination. B, Signing Antonio Brown means somebody like Will Fuller or Kenny Stills would have been on the trading block for someone that can help, let's say, a Jamal Adams. You never know. Now that situation is not going to happen. So, Well, the show must go on, and that's what we will continue to do once we get all of the news and updates that we can possibly uh, provide to you guys during the COVID-19, and also the Texans will limit seating capacity to 14,000 fans in the NRG. No fans in the first eight rows of lower sections. No paper tickets and masks need to be worn when not actively eating or drinking. So there you have it. 16 and Kirby are doing something smart. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Don't forget to follow the Locked On Texans page at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Along with the Texans, I will be providing you guys with news on the Houston Rockets, who in the next 10 to 9 days will be starting the NBA restart. Of course, they also have their their scrimmages that's starting this weekend. If you want to know more, please be sure to check out Locked on Rockets, hosted by my boy JT Gatlin. Um, yeah, it's going to be very, very fun. And the Astros about to start this weekend as well. So, yeah, pretty soon sports are going to start back up again, but hopefully we, we get some closure, especially in the NBA. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.